tells us. Super. Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Inc. Startup Podcast Series. It's so great to see your gorgeous shining face. Um, and I'm just so grateful for you being here and sharing your story. Um, what I loved about our connection through this Facebook group, um, that Seeking Podcast, and I say that for our audience so that they are aware of the opportunities out there, uh, is you have like a, a product that I'm very passionate about, which is empowering children. And I think that's beautiful. And like, when I think of the work I've done for reconditioning myself at age 40, um, it's, it's something I believe very strongly in to invest in our children's well-being so they can grow, you know, hopefully with less reconditioning, because I don't want to be naive <laughs> and think that it'll be anything different. So, oh my goodness, I'm speaking with Dory Durbin, who writes children's books on this topic, but also helps others published children's books and um, she has this great graphic that you'll see I have links about her in the show notes um, and it says can you kid size it which I just think is fantastic it's such a fun play on words and so relevant to her topic so I'm going to hand it over to Dory to introduce herself and tell us a bit about what she what her journey has been before starting this business and um, being in her first year what it's looking like so far yeah, well, thank you so much. And um, as you said, my name is Dory, and I'm a wife, a mom, and a former teacher. Um, I have two kids who are high school and college age. And really, I kind of fell into this, if I'm being really honest. Um, I've always loved creativity, and focused on being creative, but never allowed myself to do that as a job. And Yes. And feel free to interrupt me at any time if you have questions, please do that. Um, <laughs> so when I, uh, I actually, I'm going to back up a second and tell you that when I was growing up, my mom was an art teacher and I was destined to be a doctor because that was the expectation um, as far as my grades went, as far as my, my focus, what my guidance counselors told me and my dad did not go into art, you'll never make money. And so I didn't. And okay. it wasn't until, you know, um, in my 40s that I decided to go to be an art and say, well, it's going to have to be my choice, right? I'm, I'm able to make that. I'm yeah. so lit up because when I, I'm like getting emotional. Oh. <laughs> yay, 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 yay for you for breaking through a limit that was put on you, that you knew in your heart was there. But as we tend to do, especially as beautiful, sweet young children looking for guidance, listening to what was being told. So it's never too late, ever. And I'm just so, like, it may sound weird, but so proud that you finally said yes to that. And when I look at the way that you submitted your journey to date, it seemed like a natural progression to me for you to end up here. And you, you wrote um, how, like, in the school, you brought this other type of form or, or creative element to your teaching. So, like, I'm, I'm so curious to hear more about all of this. And that really sets a different context than I put together. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so when I, okay, so my junior year in college, I decided that I was in the wrong path. 
and mm. it took a lot since me because like I said I had a lot of of pressure as far as you know what was expected and it just it was too much it was too uncomfortable I I just felt like I was losing myself and mm-hmm. any excitement about my life it just felt like changed on me mm-hmm. and so, um mm. I actually had a <laughs> we won't go into this but I had a relationship that broke up and I mm-hmm. found the opportunity to go home and start over and when I came home, the one thing that I could do, and this sounds terrible, but it was the quickest, easiest thing for me to do was mm-hmm. to jump into teaching because okay. it was the most natural thing that I already knew. I knew my mom mm-hmm. was a teacher. We had family. And I, I didn't mind speaking. You know, I didn't mind talking to kids. I loved kids. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like a fit. Okay. Um, so I did get into education and loved it. Um, I taught, ironically, I, I ended up because of the, um, the medical background, I have a science minor in English major, which is really an odd combination. And so they would straddle me between the two classes. And I said, well, if I have two classes, then I'm going to be as creative as I want. And so Mm -hmm. I would teach, um, let's say anatomy and they Mm -hmm. would actually write books, (laughs) know write stories about what was going on in that system in order to process it and and I had them do things like plays and they're saying this is anatomy and I said yeah but you're getting it you're Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. the process you're understanding it beyond just the text and that was a huge piece for me in my teaching that I needed to to be able for them to not only read something but to actually emotionally connect with it and to feel what that was, even if it was anatomy. So I, um, my husband used to laugh because I would come home with these projects and he'd say, is this, is this anatomy? <laughs> we learned anatomy. We learn it in a book with pictures. <laughs> Stuff, you know, but we still, I always had something else. And I, I felt like, and I'm speaking from my own perspective, but mm. felt like it gave a lot of the kids who couldn't just memorize facts, a yeah. chance, you yeah. know, it gave them a chance to be able to have the material. And like I said, to connect with it at an emotional level. So that has always been a piece of who I am, a piece of what I want to accomplish is to have people really understand what they're feeling and what they're experiencing in their life. You know, that's really important to me. The other piece is the communication part. So, okay. Bringing this all back, <laughs> the yeah. reason I got into all of this was I ended up having uh, an illness that really rerouted my ability to do things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can just tell you, I had rheumatoid arthritis as soon as I had my child. Right. And I just was racked with all kinds of physical yeah. issues. Wow. And my said, you know, I know you love teaching, but when you teach, you're so stressed because you're trying to do so much. Yeah. You're trying to get every kid's mind, help every, you know, and he's like, it's so much. Do you think this is part of the issue? And it took me a long time, but finally I said, I think it is. And so mm-hmm. feeling kind of like, oh, I, I was lost. I was lost. I had this new ailment, you know, this new illness that wasn't going away. Mm-hmm. I didn't was, I was trying to figure it all out and still be purposeful. Right. And I fell into, you're going to laugh. I fell into personal training. Oh yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
yeah. the caring. You're so caring. And then there's the medical <laughs> background. <laughs> like all together. And, you know, at the time I was yeah, like, sure. oh, crazy. Um, but I did. And, and it allowed okay, me great. to longer and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then um, I started to explore the artistic side of me that I had kind of locked off at one point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I... I took some classes. I took some online things. I didn't tell my family. I just, well, my immediate family knew, but my mom, my dad, the people that were close, kind of close to the yeah. chest. Yeah. Cause you didn't want yeah. to listen to the peanut gallery. Right. Right. Yes. I didn't want to, I, honestly, I'm stubborn. I didn't want to be told no. And if I was yeah. going to be told no, I wanted to do it anyway. So I wasn't telling you. <laughs> yeah, of course. And, yeah. And so I took some classes, figured out how to write these kids books, figured out the right uh -huh. um started writing and that's how the whole process started really so yeah and then um I and got you were saying yeah you you made a book you wrote one so you have a, a series little cat series based on the cats at home yes well kind of so <laughs> it's really <laughs> one of which you named after me before you even met me <laughs> how do you pronounce your cat's name is it Maya Maya. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Same spelling though. <laughs> okay. She was Mia, but um, we changed it because we had a nine. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, this little cat series, um, yeah. which by a huge imposter syndrome in creating because mm -hmm. if you create a book, you're worried that it's not going to be good mm -hmm. enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I finally got it out there. I had lots of encouragement from my family and friends. I get it out there. Um, it's about personal space, about being able to talk about what you need or to allow yourself to explore some of that. Yeah. And I get it out. This book is scheduled to go into classes, to go into schools, start to read, make it through one visit and COVID hits and everything locks down. Yeah. And I think, whoa, that's not good. They're like, this is probably a point where either I, I decided that I'm going to go ahead and keep going and, mm -hmm. you know, crazy, or maybe I'm not going to do this, right? Mm -hmm. and so COVID went on long enough that I kept taking classes. I kept writing notes. I kept making, you know, mental notes of actually what my kids were doing. Oh, yeah. And like parallels between what my kids yeah. were doing when they were Great. older yep. and animals in my house and mm -hmm. I was like I can totally use this and make this a cat and dog scenario this, this I can do this so then we cool. did little cat needs space little cat feels left out mm. and then there was also little cat and dog's birthday bake um, so those were over the next three years total mm -hmm. and so I would dip into classrooms able to do some zooms talk to kids get get a feel for what they wanted and what they were struggling with besides my own and so I was able to kind of launch ideas off of that. So now getting to the next piece, I realized that I couldn't, I wanted to do all these things, but I can't do it just all by myself. Like I needed more people with better ideas than me. I needed those people who were experts in areas of psychology, of, mm. of working with kids and maybe they're leadership people, maybe they're personal development people. Um, mm -hmm. They're people who really saw the need for kids to have more information. So I did a summit. The summit was awesome because I learned so much 
about not only maybe what I did wrong, but what a lot of people struggle with as parents and about how these experts saw themselves helping the kids. And so it all right. started to kind of pick together. And I thought, well, why am I trying to do all of it myself? <laughs> you know, Who did, you host? I- did you host the summit? I did. I did. And tell us a bit about that, because like as a startup, I was going to throw this interview series out as a summit. And then I shied away. I thought I'll just record them and put them out there. Um, but it must be a lot of work and, you know, marketing and what speaker recruiting and then getting people to attend. So how did those metrics look? Yeah. So it, I've only done the one and yeah, I yeah, had that's enough. 100, 350 attendees wow. throughout. Um, and the way I did it was I scheduled, I think it was two and a half, three months, depending on the person ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent 45 minutes on a Zoom call. I recorded mm-hmm. it the good because, you know, we weren't in person and you just mm-hmm. did what you could do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, essentially, as far as the marketing went, I just started putting it on Facebook and tagging different people, you know, the, the speakers that were going to be coming, um, tried to look for groups where I felt like the parents at the time would be interested. Um, I basically made a Facebook page where people could drop in and find out what was going on. And then all of the recordings were emailed. So it was, I wasn't brave enough to do live. I should have done it, but I felt more confident going in and editing and sending the edited version of that, that for me, as, as a growing business was an amazing, amazing experience, not just because of the audience boost, but also because I felt like I was really understanding what people wanted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing in, in this last segment is like you did market research from your own home to then taking your produced books out and testing them further to then even broadening yourself more, but also like planting a flag as hi, I'm Dory and I'm out on this mission for children's books and I need to boost that. So you were like seeking out a team to improve your knowledge and expertise and finding your zone of genius in this whole experimental journey, (laughs) right? Which is fantastic. And it all kind of comes naturally, right? But when I look like I'm a systems, I'm super Capricorn brain, like structure, all of this. So, and these are the parts that I think are, you know, the behind the scenes that's helpful. And as a good segue for me to mention it, do you think that the summit helped lead to the size of your following on Instagram? And like, you know, are you, how are you maintaining this momentum? I think is the big question. Yeah, I, my intention was to do another summit, to be honest. Uh, And I do feel like the people on Instagram have been followers, uh, several of them followers from the beginning, when I first started to kind of dip my toes into the art. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel now my followers have changed a little bit, because I have more authors, more um, Mm -hmm. following me, whereas before I had more art lovers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's kind of diversified um, my following. I haven't noticed anybody drop off, even with the shift. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like the Facebook following, I think for me, it 
the most people that I gained was when I had very specific Facebook pages where it was inviting people to those. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's when people really said, oh, I didn't know you did that. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. realize it was interesting for you um, or an area that you even spent time in at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was was the big awakening for me. So, but momentum wise, I think continuing to provide material that is feeding the curiosity, feeding um, the information, making it doable for people is keeping them engaged. So providing them with, um, I guess, service or offers from you, one of which would be this Can You Kid Size It program that you have. And so tell me a bit about how you've structured that and what would it look like based on what you know? And to me, this is like juicy stuff where we'll see where it goes. Um, But in this program now, like roughly how many have you served? Are you having another cohort start soon? And what would, I'm just going to throw a bunch of stuff out and we'll just navigate through. What do you think it would look like to scale? Cause like, I know we're startups. It's us. We have jobs in some cases, myself, we have children, we have husbands, like friends, hopefully <laughs> maybe a manicure. Like, <laughs> we're not just, yeah. yeah. We'll be at the computer only the whole time. So we have to find ways to kind of leverage the one-to-one from a one-to-many to hopefully like a pre-recorded etc. So like, how are you managing that element for yourself? You know, Mia, I think I'm right at the beginning of all that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's okay. I think um, so the way I'm envisioning this to go, hopefully, Mm -hmm. is been working with uh, referrals. And and so I started with one uh, really solid client who was actually directed to me from somebody else, you know, and she is somebody who has voice out in the world of kids. Um, she encourages them. She's a teen empowerment coach and we worked on a book and her book. Amazingly. I can I throw her name. Is that okay? Yes, of course. (laughs) Ms. Erin Tarr. And she has this book, um, that's called fierce. And Fierce was a number one bestseller on Amazon the week that it came out. Fabulous. And I think it's still up there. So, you know, I, I did not. Collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's yes. Collaboration. It was, I helped her format. I helped her think through it. You know, I coached her. I, oh, I just I got through that process and she made a lot of big decisions herself. It was her book. Yep. Um, so and since then, now, um, and being part of Facebook groups and, and other things like that, I've gotten more referrals and had more contacts. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I think currently I have four clients that I'm working with all at one time. Um, well. Not, on, you know, yep. we're not in a group, together, but like on a one-to-one. Yep. It's one-to-one right now. And it's awesome. I just love it because. I get to help them make these decisions, but it's, it's their book, you know, yeah. they get it as they please. Now down the road, I've already started to look for collaborations and affiliates. Um, mm-hmm. I have some editors that I've been interviewing. I'm talking to mm-hmm. some brand people. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for 
as I go, that mm -hmm. things that I see that these authors come into not knowing or not having. Um, yeah. For instance, I do have, I have a college student who is not an expert, but wants to be an expert uh -huh. and he, he doesn't have a brand. And so we're working on, you know, what does your author journey look like? What is it when you, when you get your book out there, what do you want to be? You know, and that's so fun to have people be able to kind of go through that process. And it might change, of course. but you have sort of a plan to start with. And Absolutely. so you got to start from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So my ultimate goal is to yeah. be able to scale this to the point where we're doing groups. I actually have okay. a group planning um, March 4th. Yay. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm still, it's still in the works. I feel like I shouldn't even say it yet, but it's still in the works. Um, but we're working on um, putting together something where I basically help people create a manuscript, a kid's book manuscript mm. all in a day. In a so day. They spend, a day. Uh, they spend the day with me okay. and have fun and hopefully feel like they get so much out of it, but they <laughs> mm -hmm. can take it and then move on from there, you know, as they please. So, and, and then the first time you're offering it in that format. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Super Very cool. What are you doing to prepare yourself for it? Like, do you have <laughs> an outline or are you uh, like so, some sort of reference? Like for me, I, I made notes right before we got together. Like I'm very much that way. And so just, we all operate differently, but you know, what does that look like for you? Right now I'm, I have a PowerPoint that I'm working on. So cool. notes, I guess, and yeah, working, sure. you know, how, how does this need to come across to someone so that they can feel comfortable to be creative, mm -hmm. but also feel empowered to have that time to be um, in the spot where they don't have to make complete decisions. You know, it's, it's such a, an in-between. So PowerPoint is my outline. Yeah. Um, it, I'm eventually going to do the social media post, all those things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. after I get the outline done, because I'm actually seeing as I do this PowerPoint, there's slides where I could just take the information and just and put it on. So that's my focus right now is focusing on that. And then looking into some of the groups that are more the writers, more of the the people who um, are, of course, your ideal audience for the mm -hmm. topic. So I'm doing research that way of just digging into what groups do I need to start posting this in when, when I'm ready? What do I, how do I market this so that people see it? And I'm one of those that likes to um, be really quiet until I have to. <laughs> so. Well, you can hide behind the internet. You know what I'm yes. loving about this story is in one of your, um, in one of my questions to you, you had said that you're not sure that you're marketing the way you think you should. And listening to you talk about all of this, you are leveraging the power of what's already out there. You are researching and finding places that fit um, and seeking collaborations. You've put together a summit, which in of itself is a huge accomplishment. So, you know, whatever the, the should marketing, you're already doing what I see as very um, higher leverage tactics than just social media posts alone may create because you're building relationships. And, and this, I think, is the, the power and a differentiating factor for um, online 
marketing is to really be a person and really, you know, connect um, and converse and share value. So taking a slide out of your PowerPoint and putting that up is sharing great value that's going to serve more people than buy, which is fantastic because that grows your audience, right? So I just, I love how much I'm, it feels like it's coming out so naturally for you. And you probably feel like the rest of us are like, oh. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is really good. And this isn't, you're not treating it like a hobby either, right? Like you're really committed. And so do you keep set work hours? Do you have an office? How do you manage being at home with, you know, children, husband, cats, everything like that? Like, how do you create some boundaries for yourself and some sanctuary space? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I, I do need to go back and say too, I do have a coach and the coach okay. does make a difference. Do, yeah. We do meet once a week and then as needed for, you know, more like this launch is a big deal. So I'm yeah. spending more time. But as far as like managing my time, there are so many distractions working from home. Mm-hmm. And I think the cat ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> always right in the middle of something where I'm just really needing to focus. I, they're hungry. They need attention. So, but as far as like day to day, my, my philosophy has always been when the kids are at work or kids are at school, I'm at work and Mm -hmm. my kids are obviously older. Mm -hmm. Um, but even during COVID they had their work time. And if I saw them headed towards doing something that was going to occupy them, that was my time too. And I just seized whatever time I could do. Awesome, um, sort of a night owl. And so a lot of everybody's winding down, I'm winding up. And so I'll use that, you know, eight o'clock to 11 o'clock time where everybody's kind of cashed out Mm -hmm. to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm still here, you know, still in the middle. I actually, they might not be able to see this, but I'm in my kitchen. Yeah. And my is literally my desk. Yep. Because I have all this space on my counter and I'm right in the middle of what I need to get to as far as like, if I'm working when my kids are here, they're mm-hmm. right, you know, so okay. let's kind of do it. Um, I do and have in schools before, so I guess you're used to super noisy, whereas I like to escape. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to right. block out the world and zen in, in my space, light my candle, <laughs> shut everybody, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. The world totally different. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> where I just need it quiet though I will admit yeah. you know yeah and during the day it's usually pretty quiet here but but yeah so and I do um like Mondays and Wednesdays I try to make sure I spend some time on social media mm-hmm. uh, I try to limit it because you can get lost in that mm-hmm. whole piece but I mm-hmm. try to make sure I'm talking to people on social media and yeah. um, asking questions trying to make some connections that way and then the rest of the time, like I said, you know, I, I make sure I get up, I move around, I do laundry, you know, all those mm-hmm. pieces, be healthy, but then it's work, it's work times. Yeah. That's amazing. So you um, are demonstrating like some very good discipline and personal boundaries and commitment, commitment to yourself and to this dream. Yeah. Right. Which is so key because it, it can, you know, um, we had a little tech blip in our first onset, but I think we kind of came back around and talking about how 
as soon as you flip the switch on this um, new creation, the <laughs> universe was like, boo, 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 and like spattering <laughs> at you with uh, rocks and, you know, rain and this and that. And, and it's so funny how we are so much more like emotional about that in business when that is happening in life anyway right but it uh birthing something as an entrepreneur um is very can be very vulnerable and for me that's why i'm just so obsessed with what i call the deliciousness of startups because it's this incubation stage this you know nurturing stage encouragement um and you know in your case this has always been inside and now it's coming out in the perfect time and in no rush and uh <laughs> Well, we had to relieve that, that sort of, I don't know if you have it, but I have this um, underlying kind of busy anxiety <laughs> over when and what and the breakthrough or the, the big month, which again is why these conversations is to, you know, normalize this and know that it takes time as much as it took every day to today for me to be who I am. And so to relax into that, um, but then we get tested and we get tested. And, and this is what I was saying about your journey and COVID happening. As soon as you're like, I'm ready, and then the universe is like, bam, <laughs> are you, are you sure? Because <laughs> if you want to do this, you need to pull up your big girl panties and like really do this. And now you've fallen into what sounds like a very, arrived um comfortable um connected place of knowing you know where to steer your ship and how to leverage connections and and who to reach out to and all that sort of stuff and so in all of that I'll use to ask like how are you finding managing a business because like obviously having the idea and this element is the creative and the the sharing and, and the building, but then there's like, you know, keeping the books and managing emails and where's that template and where's that PowerPoint stored and where are my graphics and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So most of that I love, I will say cool. <laughs> probably one struggle that I have is I am, I like money. I don't like dealing with money. And, mm. and so that has been one of those things when you talk about keeping the books and all that, I'm like, I hear ringing like, Oh, you know, that's my anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My husband always says, if you could give everything away for free, so you didn't have to deal with money, you would. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and, um, but I also know that in the goal of where, I want to go, I think in the goal of any business owner where they want to go, it takes money. And so you have to keep track of where you're at expense wise. You have to keep track of what's coming down the road. Um, as an author, I have Amazon uh, ads and I actually, I tried to do them myself for a long time and then said, you know what? I don't like doing them. I'm handing it off to somebody who does. Okay. And even though it is a financial investment on my yeah. part to pay for the and for somebody else, it takes such a weight off of yeah. me as yeah. far as, you know, I'm not spending my day hating writing Amazon ads or checking them because she's doing it and she loves it. And I don't feel that 
that guilt or that stress about it. Eventually, I would love to be able to do that with other things and just Mm -hmm. say, you know, I don't need this. I love to make social media posts, like the actual graphics and things. So for me, that's not a big deal. Oh, yeah. It's It's art, right? Yeah. 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 It's very comfortable. It's very easy. Um, And I would love the whole experience to get to that point. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's growing. So it's not there. And um, so I think that's something down the road with scaling that. I definitely am going to research where, where can I hand things off mm-hmm. and who can hand off to. Um, so on that note, you had mentioned um, that you're going to have a new website out soon. Are you building that? I am not. I did hand that <laughs> off. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I tried. I tried. I've had three yeah. websites. Yeah. The first one, mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. one I took, uh, there was a lady who was doing them for $50 and because she new to the whole um, business of it and wanted just people to practice on. And so like, pick me, pick me. Mm-hmm. And this last one, like, I really need a professionally done website that truly does what I needed to do. So yeah, I, I took the investment and went ahead and had, and have them making it right now. So well, cool. I can't wait to see it when it comes out. I, I do my own website and it's painstaking and I keep changing it. And, you know, I mean, I feel like I can, I'm on Wix and I feel like I can navigate it okay now, but um, yeah, I can't wait to have a, a revenue point that I can sustain a webmaster. Yeah. For I think, sure. you know, for me too, um, the stress of the internet in itself, mm-hmm. of if it's going to mm-hmm. pop or all of stuff mm-hmm. and for them, you know, they are, they're just doing it all the time. It's so fast. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And for you too, eventually. Well, yeah, I, I've been in and out. I'm also just kind of a doer. So I'll like, you know, I'll just, I'll just do it. Um, yeah. And I can make it the way that I want, but um, it's all, you know, it's fun to think about where we can free up our time. What is a good use of investing? So you've mentioned a coach. Now you have somebody for ads you know the parts of your business that you like to do. Um, you know the parts that you don't like. And even just having that awareness will help as you grow, knowing where to hand off because, oh, I don't want to do that stuff will be a little bit easier to, to send away. So as we kind of wrap things up here, we had talked about um, scaling your business from this 5,000 to 50,000 mark. And is the business coach helping you with a plan for that? Are you like, yeah. is that where you're getting the guidance or what does that look like? Yeah, that's, that's the whole reason I started with getting coach was I made the decision to go from, and this sounds terrible, not, not from just an author, but I wanted to take the next level step, mm-hmm. which was of course getting more people to help mm-hmm. me do that. And, um, that's when I decided that I would invest. And I, like I said, I don't love money. I don't love <laughs> So it was a very, you know, at first it was very easy to, for me to be excited. And then it was very painful to realize what I was going to spend on a, a coach. But in the same vein, it's been um, almost a year of working okay. with this coach. I feel like I made steps that I would never have made if I wasn't being coached. I, and I, we have a group too. I wasn't watching this the, on the group yep. progress. I didn't mm-hmm. have new challenges to meet all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I, it really has stretched me and helped me as just a person and a business owner and think of myself as, you know, and not just as somebody yeah. doing for fun. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
trying to make money off a hobby. Yeah, for sure. It is a big difference. It's the CEO mindset. And if you can implement that at the beginning, you can raise such a, like I believe, stronger business because now you hopefully create a bit of separation, right? Like your worthiness isn't caught up in the business success, but instead you're just having fun creating something that you could potentially sell one day. So what was it like finding a coach? How did you, you know, because they're everywhere and um, it's, it's so personal. Like you have to have such good chemistry. So, you know, how did you find this person? So I actually joined a Facebook group and I was to join this group. Uh, This was back in my not wanting people to know what I was doing stage. Yeah. And I hopped on there and talked to the lady who was in charge of it. It was the Christian Authors Network. And I talked to her about, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? And started asking a bunch of questions. And at the time she offered to coach me and I said, no. And I looked back at that and I think, wow, that was crazy because we got along, you know, like there were like personalities and there was just, um, it wasn't the right time. And so there was a free uh, challenge, basically. It was called the client, the one client away challenge. And mm-hmm. I, I toyed with the idea and I thought, well, I can do this. It's five days. Nobody's no, going to know I'm there. I'll probably get a lot out of it. And then I can just use that. Well, as I got into it, I realized how much more there was, how much more opportunity for growth there was with having a coach. And then I really did research the coach. You know, I, I listened to all the podcasts I could listen to. Mm. I watched all of the interviews. I got on Facebook, saw what they posted, um, mm-hmm. got back because people have different things sometimes on Instagram and really decided whether or not this was a step I wanted to take. And then eventually booked a call and just talked. And I didn't say yes right away. Honestly, I'm very um, hesitant to jump on big decisions like that. At first, I have to really yep. research. And so long story short, I called a second time and said, you know what, I need to do this. I'm going to do it. And so it's been a great fit. I, I feel like for his name is Sean Quintero. Um, for him, his personality is what I need to keep me going, even when things don't go well. And 100%. he's somebody gold. Yeah. Gold. And we're like up here thinking about the next idea. He's very spinning out. And that's, that's what I need to follow in order to progress my business. So yeah, it, it just took time and patience on my part to make sure I felt comfortable. Well, so. you're, you're growing, right? So like on day one of, I'm going to start a business with children's <laughs> books and helping people write children's books. I'll go spend, I'll just make up a number, $15,000 on a coach on the first yeah. day. And, yeah. and, you know, from the kitchen table, that just seems crazy. You have to get to that point. You're not opening a store where you do have a lot of upfront costs, right? In the brick and mortar world. So that when you make that decision, you make another level of commitment to yourself and to what you're doing. And um, in like how serious you are about what you want to do. Now, I want, it's not that you need a coach. Some people are born, you know, with the, the abilities and things like that. Not everybody needs a coach, but it's, it's an, another anchoring and another milestone to be very proud of and celebrate and to understand like, you know, athletes 
get to Olympic gold medal with coaches and those Mm -hmm. coaches change over time. So you'll know when the right time is to bring one in and to find the right one. And I love how you took your time before saying yes, like you got a date and you got to test the chemistry and, and see the compatibility (laughs) and also like their values and how they handle things and the kind of people that attract them because being in a community is um, another key to survival so that when you're having those down days, you can go in and feel supported and, and not isolated from it at all. I agree a hundred percent. And back to your reference with the, the coach, like a track coach, I think that part of what opened my mind was, you know, doing the fitness world, knowing what it's like to work with people one-on-one, seeing the progress and, Mm -hmm. and, it just accelerates things. It gives you a different kind of confidence. You don't Gets have you on your own way a little bit, opens up your blind spots and, and like, you know, hopefully they know what they're doing and they've made money right. and like have some credibility <laughs> behind them <laughs> yeah. that you can trust. <laughs> like, Super. The guarantee. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, Dory, this has been so wonderful. Uh, I just love your energy. And and again, like it just seems so natural what's coming out of you. And whether that's as a result of the coach, I mean, you, you own your own embodiment. This is all, you know, good work on you. And um, I can't wait to to get this out there and, you know, share you with my audience um, and give you an opportunity to share this with yours and take a look at your new website. And then for people that are listening and are interested in authoring books, you do have a freebie for that that I'll post in the show notes and we can follow you. Where are you more active? Like, are you on Instagram? Do you have an email list? Where do you want to be followed? I'm on Instagram every day. So if you Mm -hmm. want to see what I do that day, go to Instagram. Um, And then Facebook is another spot where I'm definitely every day. Um, Mm -hmm. So you have an email list, which you're welcome to join. Um, I think, did I give you, I'll give you the link if I didn't. (laughs) And that sounds great. (laughs) Super. Yeah, easy peasy. I don't know. This is what people say at the end of the interviews, right? It's like, where do we follow you? We'll put it in the show notes. And I, I say that comically. It's like, I think it's fun. So, but yeah, we'll make sure we'll like, this isn't a, this is for Dory to share herself with you. And so we want you to be able to connect because that's, for me, that's another part that comes so naturally is like being able to put people together. And when I leverage Um, my reach in the online and physical space, we all benefit, right? And, And you had spoken to the power of collaborations, giving you a boost. And the more we work together, the more we can all have. So that's what this is all about. So thank you so much for your time. It is so lovely to meet you. Um, I also tend to say at the end of these, I'd love to follow up in about a year's time and see where things went. And I'm sure you and I will stay friends online and and follow each other. Um, But it's just been a real treat. I'm so, so grateful for your time and your your vulnerability with me today. Thank you for inviting me and and offering this to other people. I, I really appreciate that. So thank you. Super. Well, you're so welcome, Dory. We'll be in touch and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Are we really hanging up? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>